Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hey, everyone. I'm so glad that you're here at Equipped to Be. I have a real great guest. You know, y'all are used to me saying this every single time. You're going to love this episode, but you will love this episode. I have Brittany Ann. She is the owner of Equipping Godly Women, and she's the author of a brand new book that's going to be releasing in February, and it's Fall in Love with God's Word. You are going just to delight in Brittany Ann. She's got a great story, testimony. She's been in uh, the mission field. She's married, has three kids, runs this online business, and she's got these books coming out. So uh, I was really excited because Brittany Ann had me on her podcast, and you probably saw me promote that on social media, uh, on her Equipping Godly Women podcast when I was releasing Parenting Beyond the Rules. Brittany, and thank you so much for joining me as we kind of tell our guests a little bit about you and the book that you have written and you know why are you so passionate about uh, helping Christian women fall in love with God's Word. That I just love the title of that book. Well, thank you, Connie, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be able to speak with you and your listeners today. Um, So my book, Fall in Love with God's Word, it all started probably a year, two years ago, when I ran across some statistics that said, while the majority of Christian, of Americans do consider themselves to be Christian, that only 31% of Americans read their Bible on at least a weekly basis. And I just thought that was so strange. And this has been, and my experience as well, through equipping godly women, that so many Christian women want to read their Bibles, and yet for whatever reason, we aren't reading them as often as we would like to. So I started to dig into that to figure out, okay, why aren't we reading our Bibles? It's obviously not because of lack of access. We have plenty of Bibles at our disposal. You can find them for free on your phone. They're at the dollar store. We have Bibles, but for some reason, we're not reading them regularly. So I interviewed my Equipping Gathy Women audience to ask them, you know, what is it? What is getting in your way? Do you want to read the Bible? And according to the same statistics, 58% of Americans want to read their Bible more. So the desire is there, but it's not happening. So as I started to look into this more from my own experience and from all of my readers at Equipping Gathy Women, I found seven core reasons why Christian women as a whole are not reading their Bible as often as they would like. And I'll share just a couple of them with you, and you may recognize them in yourself um, for you and your listeners. Um, One of them is busyness. We want to read the Bible, but we're so busy between work and taking care of the kids and cleaning the house. We just have so many things on a day-to-day basis that we have to do. Um, A second one is just because we're tired. At the end of the day, maybe nine o'clock rolls around, the kids are finally in bed and you say, okay, I know I should read my Bible. I want to read my Bible, but it is nine o'clock at night. I am too tired. I am not doing this right now. Um, And there's seven reasons altogether that I go into throughout the book of why we aren't reading the Bible as often as we would like, even though that desire is there. Mm. 
I think that's a staggering statistic that one third, one third, that's, that's pretty amazing to me. You know, you grew up in a Christian home, right? And I would love to, for you just talk for a minute on what, when you were making that transition from like, say teens, cause you know, that's, I focus a lot on parenting teens and you know, they go through that college time where they they struggle. And, and in essence, Brittany and their faith has to become their own. Everything mom and dad has taught them has to kind of percolate from that head to the heart. And you went on to a Bible college and you got your elementary degree. What 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 do you think the key was for you kind of owning your faith uh, throughout your college years? And, and now look at you, what what God is having you do. What could you speak to that for a minute? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. I don't know the statistics for this right off the the top of my head, but I have read those statistics as well. How many children grow up in church, become teenagers, and they're leaving the church in droves. It is an epidemic, which is why I was so excited to talk about your book as well, because this is a serious problem amongst teenagers today. And even in my own experience, I went through some of that as well. Um, I did grow up in a very Christian family. My mom is a preacher's kid, so I kind of came by it naturally. And then went through public schools. I went to a Christian college because I originally wanted to study psychology. And that's just an area where I felt like it would make sense to study that from a Christian perspective. So I did end up at a Christian school. However, honestly, going to a Christian college was the lowest point of my faith of my life. Because when I was in high school, I was a Christian and not everyone around me was a Christian. So I felt like I had this responsibility as a Christian to be a light for this is what Christians can look like. Um, It was like I had no problem sharing that I was a Christian. Everyone around me knew that I was a Christian so that I knew that if they look at me, they're going to see this is what it means. If I mess up, if I am dishonest, if I am a jerk, they're going to get that impression of Christians. And so that's why it was so important to me in high school that I live this life that I am called to that I know not everyone around me is living. When I went to a Christian university, however, everyone was around me was Christian and it didn't matter as much anymore. So it just was a time of my life when Christianity didn't feel as real because the Bible gives us so many amazing promises of God is going to be with you and God's going to do all of these things and you um, have sinned and God is here to save you. But in this like Christian bubble where, okay, that didn't mean anything. So um, during that time, it just felt a little, I don't want to say fake, but it just didn't have an impact on my life in a way that it had when I was in high school. So when I started to come back was actually after that, after I'd graduated college, I'd gone through things in my life. um, And I remembered that foundation that my parents had set where Christianity wasn't this set of rules of, oh, you have to listen to this and you have to do this and you have to good girls do this and good Christian girls don't do this. It really, I had seen that model from my mom, a very genuine relationship of she actually cared about 
being a good Christian because she loved the Lord, not because she had to, not because of rules. She loved the Lord. She knew his ways were right. She wanted to walk in that and watching her walk that out. This is what it looks like. Once I became a mom myself, I knew that that was the path that I wanted to follow because I had seen that modeled for me. I don't want a Christianity that's just a set of rules. I don't want a Christianity that doesn't mean anything. I want a Christianity that completely changes your life because of what God offers us in his word, the Bible. And I eventually just reached the point where I was like, you know what, how can I myself call myself a good Christian if I cannot even be bothered to get into the word for 10 minutes a day and not to be legalistic about it, but I just knew for me, if I'm going to be a Christian, if I'm going to walk that path that I saw my mom model for me, I have a opportunity and I have a choice of which type of Christian I want to be. If I want to be one who is just Christian on Sunday mornings, or if I want one who this is my entire life. And at that point, it just was a very obvious choice of things I had seen before. I knew that this was the path that I wanted to go down. I love it. I love it. You know, what's interesting about what you share is you're a mama and you know, you totally get, because your children are young, you totally get the whole time suck of raising children, managing a home, and you're running an online business, and you're pouring into others, you're pouring, pouring, pouring into to women and helping them grow and strengthen uh, their faith. Live it out. Live it, you know, living it out. You are in the trenches of living it out. And I love how you are calling women saying, listen, I totally get it, but I can't raise these children the way, like you were saying, you, you're wanting to follow the, your mom's example. You can't pour from an empty pitcher. And you've probably heard that before. And I love how you're reminding us that if we take the pitcher and we have all these cups, all these children that God's blessed us with, and we're trying to teach them, train them in the way that they should go, but our pitcher's empty, we don't have anything to pour in except us. And that's not always the best thing to pour in. Sometimes us uh, is not a good thing at the end of a day when we're tired or when something is happening in our lives, which it has. I mean, we're in a season now where there has been a lot happening and it has impacted families. And I love that you're calling women into God's word. That's We, we feast on God's word. Uh, so many times we feast on other things. We 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 numb ourselves, we escape, we have all these wonderful things that are nothing necessarily wrong, but we replace it instead of, we replace what we should be feeding on with other things. Um, you know, like some people use social media, some people use food, some people use, you know, girls night out. And it's that morning ritual or day, whenever that time is, because for me, Brittany, having as a lot of kids, it didn't, time, I just took it when I could get it. You know, I, I wish I could have said, I had this wonderful every morning I was up at five and I did this and this and this for throughout all of my parenting journey. That just didn't happen, especially if you have a new baby or somebody's sick or you're sick. But you when how do you fit time into your life so that you're not pouring from an empty picture? 
That's a great question. And that is a big focus of my book, Fall in Love with God's Word, because what happens, it's happened to me and it's happened to so many people. It's so common that what women will do, well, they'll say, okay, I am going to read God's Word. I am going to make this a habit starting on Monday, starting tomorrow. I am going to do this. And they get their Bible reading plan and they say, I'm starting in Genesis chapter one and we're going to do this. And what happens is maybe for a day or two, you read, and then the next day you get distracted and you forget and it doesn't happen. And then you're like, okay, well, whatever, maybe tomorrow. And then before you know it, you completely fall off the bandwagon and you're like, well, so much for that idea. And that plan is just out the window. This has happened to me so many times. I think this we get to Genesis to chapter if five. Is, if, I'm talking, <laughs> yes, if I'm talking about your story here, please know like you are not alone. This is so common. It happens all the time. So one of the biggest things that I tell women to do in Fall in Love with God's Word is to decide in advance, when are you going to read your Bible each day? And it doesn't even have to be every day. Just when, like, what is the schedule? What is the routine? Even if you're not a routine person, I'm totally a routine person. But even if you're not a routine person, I know how it is with young kids. But when is a time that you will set aside that this is going to happen? If you think about it, if you got a letter in the mail that said, guess what? You won $100,000. All you have to do is show up at the bank at five o'clock on Monday and we will hand it to you in cash. Would you forget? Would you get distracted? Would you say, oh, I was planning on doing the dishes. I'd be at there 10 time. minutes early. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I can't do that. No, if it is something that is important to you and you have a date on your calendar, then you are far more likely to actually follow through. Now, this doesn't mean that it has to always be that day, but I found for me what I had done a couple of years ago at that same time that I was like, okay, I am done saying I'm a Christian. If I can't even manage to be in the word, I said, okay, I am going to choose a time right now. I, for me, I chose 8 a.m on weekday mornings. I didn't even worry about the weekends when the kids were home on Sunday. I'm like, I go to church. That's good enough. I have little ones. We're going to do what we can. But on weekdays, 8 a.m., I figured for me, if I try to wake up super early during that stage of my life, that is not happening. That is a recipe for disaster. I'm a morning person. That's not happening. I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. If I try to schedule it at 9 p.m. at night, for me, that is not happening. I am a zombie after eight o'clock at night. I am useless. You can, like, we have couch o'clock at our house and the whole family knows eight o'clock, mom is on that couch laying down doing nothing because that is just what is going on in my life right now? And that's fine. So I chose 8 a.m. on weekday mornings. And for the first time in years, actually when 8 a.m. rolled around, I opened up my Bible, I sat down, and I read it because I had decided in advance that time was set aside. I knew that was a good time for me, that I didn't have a lot of other distractions then. I wasn't scheduling other things at that time. And if I did have something else scheduled at that time, especially at first when I was first starting making that habit, I remember one of the first days I brought my Bible with me because I had some errands to run first thing in the morning. And I sat in the grocery store parking lot reading my Bible because I am like, no, 8 a.m. We're making this a habit. We're going to do this. I don't care if I sit in a parking lot. And I've read my Bible plenty of times in a parking lot. But so this is the time I'm going to set aside and even something as simple as just deciding in advance, this is the time completely takes most of the willpower out of the equation because what happens is we think, oh, I'm going to get around to it sometime and then we don't do it now and then we're like okay maybe a little bit later maybe a little bit later I don't feel like it and it just gets pushed off but if you create that habit where you say 8 a.m this is what I do 
then you just kind of do it without even thinking about it. You don't have to set that time aside because you just, that's what you do. I mean, you don't have to think in the morning about, hmm, am I going to eat lunch today? I'll probably get around to it. When lunchtime rolls around, you just go eat your lunch. When you go to bed, you just go brush your teeth. So you can do the same thing with your Bible reading as well. So Brittany and I I love schedules. Um, I think that's why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules because I like rules, checklists, schedules. I mean, I just it just floats my boat. What would you say, and I pro- I'm sure you probably write about this in the book, but what do you say to the parent who routines don't come natural? It's very difficult. They are, you know, habitually late to most of the things that they go to or that they do, and they live their life um, let's say unstructured and and unscheduled. Can you speak to that? Give us some help and hope. Yeah, absolutely. That is a fantastic question for me. I do love routines. I know not everybody is that way, but there are lots of ways that you can decide in advance when you will read your Bible other than just choosing a time on the clock. So for me, I had to choose something first thing in the morning because that was before all of the the distractions took place. However, if you have little ones at home, especially little ones who aren't sleeping through the night yet, or if you work a job that has crazy hours and you never know what's going on and you cannot find that time where you can say, okay, this is the time, I'm gonna set it aside. A different way that you could set time aside is instead of attaching it to a number on the clock, you could attach it to an activity. So for example, when I eat breakfast, I also read the Bible at the same time. So you may eat breakfast at 6 a.m. You may eat breakfast at 10 a.m. You may not get around to breakfast until 11 a.m., but chances are you probably eat breakfast most days. Or if you're not a breakfast eater, then a lunch eater. When do you eat at some point during the day? If that is not a good option for you, you could choose to listen to an audio Bible while you are driving home from work. If you go to a workplace outside the home and you drive home every day, you know that that is the time that you have every single day you can put on an audio Bible. Or even um, for me, there have been so many days where I say, okay, 8 a.m., 8 a.m., 8 a.m., and it doesn't happen. That doesn't mean that that is the only time you could do it. I will very frequently say, oh, shoot, I forgot that time. I need to do it later. Um, And I'll pull out my audio Bible while I'm cleaning the house or I'll listen to it while I'm folding laundry. Or even there have been plenty of days where I'm like ready for bed. My teeth are brushed. I'm getting in bed. And I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) totally forgot all day. And that's fine. And you can have a backup plan. But if you have that plan in the first place where you say, okay, while I'm eating breakfast, okay, while I put a cartoon on for my kids for 30 minutes, Whenever that is during the day, we're going to find that time. But I just find that having it as part of your daily routine, some kind of consistency, however you can fit that in, really does help because you don't have to think about it as much. I love, love, love what you just said. Um, Some people might think that, uh, you know, they can't do the routine, therefore they can't do it. You know, they just, there's an excuse factor. And I don't, and if this, you know, friends, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, darn, you just outed me because I'm a routine-based person and and now I can't use that as an excuse because Brittany Ann just said, no, attach it to an activity. I love that you said breakfast or lunch or or a specific time that, not calendar time, not a number. I love that. So listeners, please uh, take note that if you are not a routine scheduler, planner type of person, parent of a woman or men, because I know a lot of men listen to this podcast, then attach it to the activity. What Brittany is saying is there is no reason, 
for you not to be filling your mind and your heart and grafting God's word in your heart so that you can live the calling God has given you, whether it's um, a mother or a father, or you have older children or younger children or no children, or you're a grandparent, whatever season you're in. And like for me, I don't have children that are, you know, I'm actively parenting in the way that I was when they were younger. I have to say that because man, my kids are over all the time, but it's different. I still have to be armored up. I still have to have the word of God fresh in my mind for that moment when I have to give the hope that lies within me. And Brittany, I love what you said as far as uh, attach it to an activity. That is just, I have not actually heard somebody put it in that way before. Uh, So even if you are a routine person, you don't beat yourself up when you've just blown your routine because you couldn't get there at 8 a.m., because you're cleaning up throw up or a you know washing bed sheets because somebody had an accident you're you're not you're not giving your you're not setting yourself up for failure and you're not setting yourself up for disappointment and beating yourself up because that's one more thing that you just didn't get done in that day that you said you were going to get done I must be a failure I love the freedom that came with that um it almost makes me want to just camp out right there and say okay Brittany we're done that's it um what other what else can you share with us that is driving you, especially with your Equipping Godly Women podcast? I, I, I think the book obviously is, is a result of what's burning inside of you and what God's stirring you on to now. But once the book is released in February, and tell me real quick, where you can be able to find that book? Um, the best place to find more information about the book is simply to go to fallinlovewithgodsword.com and it has all the links to all of the places. Um, I know it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. It is in several retailers. Um, but if you go to fallinlovewithgodsword.com, it has everything right there for you. And it's going to be released February wh- what date? February 1st. Okay, February 1st. Perfect time. Oh my gosh, perfect time. A Valentine's gift. Uh, Mother's Day. I mean, I can just see Easter. I- any any friend, I can just see some friends, some girlfriends getting this book and saying, "Hey, let's go through this together. Let's let's have some accountability, not a checklist, because I love checklists. And you know, if I have to be accountable, that even adds a- another layer to it. But going back to something that you said, doing it because you want to spend time with the Lord, not because it's a one more to do on your list. I love that you said that. Tell us a little bit, uh, because we, we got to wrap up here in just a couple minutes. Tell me a little more about Equipping Godly Women. What is your mission with the podcast? Absolutely. So Equipping Godly Women is a whole website where we have tons of resources for Christian women who want to be all in in faith and family. So women who are tired of saying, okay, I go to church on Sunday, but the rest of my life is just normal. How do we be these amazing Christian women that God is calling us to be on a Tuesday morning, on a Thursday afternoon? What does that look like to be that godly wife? What does that look like to be that godly mom? And how do you live it out on a day-to-day basis? So I help share that through the articles on equippinggodlywomen.com, through the podcast, through this book that's coming out. Um, We have a ton of resources that you can find all on equippinggodlywomen.com. Yes. You know what? I love your podcast. I, I, you are, you're just um, so sincere about what you, the passion and the calling and the giftings, using the giftings that God has given you. And I know that it can be a challenge when you've got little ones 
and then you've got the demands of your own business. I don't really care what business it is. Digital, anything in the online space to me is way more complicated than uh, like a retail type of business because you can walk away from your retail business. When you have an online business, something's always breaking or something's always happening and you're trying to spin multiple plates. As it, within just like a minute, uh, give us a little tip on how how you kind of manage and, and uh, infuse the work and your faith and your children, especially right now, Brittany, with the disruption that our entire country is facing as we go into... Um, a new presidency, and this is not a political thing, but as we go into uh, an, an inauguration and we still have the pandemic and you're still trying to run a business and you're still trying to raise your children and keep your marriage together, give us a great takeaway on how how moms can, can manage it all. Well, in addition to just setting that time aside and holding it as sacred, the biggest tip that I would have for women is just to consider your season. So if you are in a season where you have little ones keeping you up through the night, if you are in a season where you have teenagers who are keeping you up all evening long, or even if your kids are out of the house, if you are working insane hours, or if your job, if you've been laid off in your home, all of those things are going to have an incredible impact on how much time and energy you have to spend in God's word. Yes, reading God's word is important, but it is also one of many things and many roles that you do throughout the day. And all of those other things you are doing are going to have a huge impact on how much time you're able to spend. So that's why another exercise that I have people do in the book is just to consider what does your life look like right now? What all do you have going on? What obligations do you have? What activities do you have? What stresses do you have in your life right now? And taking all of that into consideration, what is a reasonable expectation for you in this season? This doesn't mean that because I read my Bible at 8 a.m. right now, that's going to be what I do for the entire rest of my life. But what can you do right now? If right now life is insane, it's okay to read a little bit less. If right now you have extra time on your hands, then go ahead, dive in deeper and read a little bit more. Don't feel like you have to stick with somebody else's routine, that you have to do what somebody else posts all over Instagram. Figure out what is realistic for you in this season, what is going to be life-giving for you, what's going to be helpful for you, not just another obligation, and then go with that and give yourself grace for the rest. Brittany Ann, thank you so much for joining me. And friends, as we wrap up this edition of Equip to Be, I want you to know that you can pre-order Brittany Ann's book, fall in love with God's word, go visit her podcast, Equipping Godly Women. I know you'll enjoy it. I, You know, I only recommend folks that I, I know and I have watched for a while uh, because I know you trust me. So I'm going to say, go check out uh, her podcast and look at her blogs. She's going to point you in the right direction, which is always taking it back to the Lord. Brittany, and thank you for joining me today and being my guest on Equipped to Be. Thank you so much, Connie. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.